it to multiply, to grow a vegetable, you must have a seed to start out with. To grow a tree, you must have something to plant to start out with. To make something, you've got to have something to start with. So to develop a faith in living for God, we must have something to start out with. So when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, God gives us the measure of faith. That is a starting point. That's where it all starts. That's where it all begins. That's where it all starts to grow. That when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, everything that we do in life is surrounded by faith. Amen. We say, oh, I, I don't have a lot of faith. But you have to have faith in everything that you do in life. When you go to bed, you've got to have faith that you're going to get up in the morning. When you go to your job, you've got to have faith at the end of the work week or the work quarter or the work month, whatever your payday comes, that, that the boss of the company is going to put a check in your account or going to give you the reward of your work. That takes faith. You are working by faith. You are walking by faith. When you stand up, walking was one time a difficult thing. It starts out difficult when you're a baby and then it winds up being difficult when you're elderly. You just make a, a vicious cycle. And uh, so it gets, uh, there's a period of time where it's just, it's just our nature. But then you start taking steps very carefully and very slowly. You have to have faith that I can get from point A to point B. I tell you today in living for God that it's going to take faith. When you go out and get in your vehicle this morning to leave this church, you've got faith that, number one, that it's going to be there. Number two, when you take the keys and stick them in the ignition and turn that ignition, that that vehicle will start and when you put it into gear that it will go and when you steer it you've got faith that when you turn that steering wheel that the wheels are going to turn and when you mash the brake the car is going to stop and when you mash the gas the car is going to go that takes faith you have got to have faith in something or you will accomplish nothing in life. Amen. But I want to tell you in living for God, it takes faith. If there's ever been a time that we as a church of God needs to have faith in another world. Amen. That we need to have a glimpse of heaven and what heaven is going to be like. We are living in that day and that hour. Amen. Amen. It is a dark time in this country. Amen. Just, uh, I believe it was two weeks ago, uh, there was a business owner that come out in defense of the Bible way of marriage. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard that. If you haven't, you are to frequent Chick-fil-A quite frequently. And uh, if you don't like it, just go up there and buy it and give it away. But uh, the owner of that company, I believe it's a three or four billion dollar company, uh, 
that he comes out in defense of the gospel. Amen. That says that, that marriage is between a male and a female. And that he was against same-sex marriages. There is cities in this nation, I believe it was Philadelphia, that said we're not going to allow Chick-fil-A to build another restaurant in our city of brotherly love. Amen. That Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, come out, the mayor of Chicago, and said we're just not going to have that in Chicago. Well, after they got the information on how many lawsuits was going to be filed against them because they were destroying the uh, freedom of speech, they decided to recant some of their statements. But major cities are coming out and saying, we don't agree with that philosophy and that old far-fetched ideas. Amen. I don't have faith in the government of this nation. Amen. I love this nation, but that is not where I put my trust and my confidence. Amen. The church of God must have faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. 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 I have my opinions and my hopes for the upcoming elections, but I did not put my trust in Obama's philosophy. And I do not put my trust in, in Romney's philosophy. But I have my trust in a higher power. I did not have my trust in stocks and bonds. I did not have my trust in cash. I do not have my trust in what I possess in this life. But I have put my faith and my confidence and my trust in an almighty God that's got everything in His control. Amen. To every man is given the measure of faith. Now it is up to you to develop upon the measure that has been given to you. I did not believe the day that you received the Holy Ghost is the pinnacle of your living for God. But I believe that that is the first step in living for God. That it is a continual climb to where you get up higher and you get up higher and you get up higher in God. That is a lot of our problems in living for God. That that was the high place in our life of living for God. Amen. And we have never developed upon the measure of faith that was given to us by the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I want to tell you in this day and in this hour that we live in, we must continue to develop. We must continue to have faith. We must continue to grow in the faith and confidence that we place in our God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember a few years ago, they started building a walkway out over the Grand Canyon. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, you know that it is 
just an amazing. My daddy always said it's just a hole in the ground. Well, when I got there, I was expecting just a plain old hole in the ground. I wasn't expecting a hole in the ground. And I was kind of amazed when I walked up there. My, my heart went... And uh, as I walked down the ledge, the edge of that, it makes your heart flutter at the vast open space that is there. And uh, so they got together and they started building a walkway that goes out over the Grand Canyon. And it is made out of glass. Now I have never been there. And uh, I don't know if I could do that or not. I might just drive out there sometime to see if I could walk out on that. But there has been thousands of thousands of people that have put their faith in believing that I can step out there on something that looks like nothing. And there's going to be a solid surface under my feet that, that, that I can't see it. I am looking through it, but I've got faith because somebody told me. Amen. Somebody told me that it would hold me up. Somebody told me that it would carry me. And then I seen somebody that went before me. And I seen them walking on that glass. So what does that do that builds your faith and your confidence in believing that it will work? I've had great clouds of witnesses that has went before me that's proved to me that this way still works. Amen. This holiness way is still the right way. This separation way from the world still is the right way. Amen. This living for God is still the way to go. Amen. Amen. I remember a few years ago, I was driving down the road. My mother was here staying with us at this time, visiting. And uh, we were driving down the road, and I can remember the exact place that I was. I was just there on 418, slowing down in front of the Mormon church to take a left-hand turn into enchanted forest where we live and she said it's just me and her in the vehicle and she said I've got something I need to talk to you about and uh, so I said sure what what's that and she said well it's pretty serious I said okay what's going on she said I I think I might have breast cancer and uh, not knowing what to say, I was kind of at a loss for words. And, and I said, well, well, what, how, how did you come to that conclusion? She said, well, I have signs that indicate that. So I asked her, I said, what, now this, this may be, and I'm not, I'm not, I just want to use this story for a little illustration to help us 
get a grip of what faith is. And um, I said, well, what do you plan on doing? You that are familiar with my background and my family knows that they did not go to uh, the doctor and use medical resource for help. They believed God for their healing and trusted God. And uh, I said, well, you know, my, my daddy was gone and it was up to her to make the decision and decide what she wanted to do. And I said, well, what are you going to do? She said, what? Just going to trust God. I said, well, whatever you want to do, I'm 100% behind you. So months rolled by and, and a few years passed by and things, we prayed for a miracle. And a miracle did not happen. And uh, we prayed for God to, to answer the prayer that we wanted and God did not give us what we wanted. The time come to where she was feeling great one afternoon or one time about noon and had some guests there and they went to eat. She said, you know, said, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to sit here and rest while y'all go eat. Bring me something back and I'll be here to uh, wait you when you get back. And so she sat there, began to lay down on the couch and something happened. I guess the cancer had moved into her bones and something broke and she called my brother had him to come back and she went to the bed from the couch to the bed and I don't guess she ever got up again for I think it was about 14 days if I remember correctly I may not have all the timeline uh, right but she had made up in her mind that she was trusting God and just believing God when you trust God when you trust anything, when you trust man, you have to be willing to accept the results. I've been in the hospital room when they've passed away and the doctor said, there's nothing else I can do. I know a lot of people looks at that like foolishness and it's silly and it's a foolish thing to do, but I want to tell you the experience that we had about what God can do. Although God did not give us what we wanted, I've seen some amazing things take place that I never shall forget. I remember getting there and uh, her being in terrible pain and us praying and it seemed like the pain would not let up. And then we got a touch from the Lord and and uh, it was just like, it was just like that when we would pray that God would come into the room and, and she would kind of go out and just like medication would do somebody, it would put her out and she'd be relaxed and she would sleep and she'd wake up and she could talk and communicate and then the pain would get bad and she'd just go out again and for those days... That's the way it was. And she had come back and talk to us a little while and visit with us a little while and then go back off. The pain would get severe and uh, we would be able to touch God and God would work in a miraculous way although He did not heal her. God stayed with her through the whole journey and the whole process that she kept her faith 
and her confidence in something that she's seen a long time ago. And she said, this is who I'm going to put my trust in. And this is who I'm going to put my faith in. And this is who I'm going to put my confidence in. And when the pain would get severe, it seemed like that God would move down. And we didn't really know how bad it was until my wife took care of her in these couple of weeks. And it was just amazing how she could even get around. And how she could wear a smile on her face. I believe uh, a week, the service before this time, she even sung in church about the goodness of God and how great that God is and what God can do for you. Why? Because she caught a glimpse of something far better than this world. Something far more important than what this world could give. Faith! is something that we need more of. Faith is something that when there is nothing, you can grasp hold of it and hang on. Sunday morning, I guess about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, she went to be with her Lord. It was not an excruciating, painful experience. She just took one last breath out of this in this world. And the next one she took was in a better place. But all the time there, I've seen them and I don't, I don't, I don't dislike doctors and medical philosophies and ideas and what they do. I know they do all they can do. But I've seen them crying with pain, laying in the hospital bed. I've seen them go out of this world from that point. And when it comes your time to die, I want to be able to hold on to the hand of an almighty God. Faith. Faith is something that is real. Faith is something that is sure. Faith is something that Peter asked Jesus, said, Lord, if it's I, Bid me to come. And faith is what he stepped out on. People said, oh, he walked on the water. He did, but he walked by faith. And he started walking toward Jesus. And when he got in the direction of the Master, he began to let doubt come into his mind and into his spirit, and he began to look around. Faith is something that when it starts working, it never ceases to amaze us. I've been amazed at the miracle working power of God. I've been amazed at God even answering prayers. Because I prayed. I had faith, I thought. But then I was shocked when God began to work in the direction that I asked Him to work. Faith is something that we can latch hold of. And Peter began to walk. And then he said, I can't do this. And he began to look at the waves that was raging around him. And he got his eyes off 
of the master. Amen. But then he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. I want to tell you today, faith is what's going to keep you going. Your confidence and your commitment to God is what's going to strengthen you in the middle of the night when you don't know where else to go or where to turn to. Just have faith in God. Just keep your confidence in God. I come to preach to somebody this morning. I come to try to help somebody understand that your trouble is not near as big as you think it is when you've got your faith in God. Amen. Your sickness is not as bad as what the devil makes it out to be when you've got your faith in God. Amen. Keep your faith in a God that is able to work a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The apostle Peter was saved by the hand of Jesus. Then we find that the apostle Peter, he makes a terrible mistake in denying Christ saying that I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. I never knew this man. We know the story. How the rooster began to crow. And how that Peter understood his failure and his shortcomings. The scripture said that he went and found him a place to repent. What brought him to repentance? Amen. It was his faith that he had in Jesus Christ. I remember what he's able to do. I remember what he's done in the past and what he's done in the past he's able to do it again. Amen. I want to tell you when you have trouble, don't give up and don't quit. When you make a mistake it's not time to throw in the towel. It's time to get another vital hold of faith. Amen. And believe that God is a just God, that God is a mighty God, that God is a merciful God, that God will pick you up off of the bottom again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The apostle Peter went and he found him a place to repent. You know the difference between Peter and the difference between Judas. What was the difference in the sin? Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. Not a lot of difference in the sin. But the difference was, Judas lost his faith in forgiveness. And the mercy and the grace of God. And the apostle Peter said, maybe... Just maybe, just perhaps, He would have mercy on me one more time. Amen. I want to tell somebody in this place this morning that's struggling with yourself, that's struggling with your failures, that's struggling with your problems, that's struggling maybe in your finances, that's struggling in your marriage, that's struggling, it seemed like, in everything that you do. Amen. Don't lose your faith in God. Amen. Don't lose.
use your faith in what God is able to do in your life. I come to tell somebody today that a miracle's on the way. I come to tell somebody in this place today that deliverance is on the way. I come to tell somebody this morning that a breakthrough is just about to happen. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. You're going to make it. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 It works. It works. It worked for the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter remembered that Jesus didn't have me to walk on the water for no reason. When I got my eyes off of him and began to sink and I cried out, he didn't save me for no reason, for just perhaps he'll hear my cry in this situation. I tell you today, you have been in places before. You have felt heartache before. You have seen disappointments before. You've made mistakes before. And God has so mercifully picked you up and brought you to this point. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He didn't bring you this far to say I'm done but he brought you to this point to take you on over to the next point it's just a valley in your life but a mountain top is just around the bend hallelujah hallelujah the apostle Peter went on after the day of Pentecost preached the message New Testament plan of salvation then we find in Acts chapter 12 they had cut off James's head for preaching in the name of Jesus they had put the apostle Peter in prison and then they were waiting on the day to pass and then they were going to take off his head also for preaching in the name of Jesus Peter was kept in prison. In the inner prison, he was bound by two chains and he was kept by the guards of the prison. Peter was resting comfortably in the hands of God. Amen. If you could ask the apostle Peter the question, what are you going to do now? It looks like the end. It looks like it is finished. It looks like it is over. Amen. What are you going to do, Peter? What direction are you going to turn? What are you going to say? Where are you going to go? Amen. The apostle Peter would look at you square in the face and say, I'm just going to keep my faith and my confidence in God. Amen. His faith didn't stop when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, but that was just a starting point. Amen. Build up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Get some grit. Get some gravel in your crawl to say I'm going to make it no matter what comes. No matter what happens. No matter what's said. I've got faith in my God to take me across to the other side. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Sleeping between two soldiers. Bound with two chains. And the keepers of the door kept the prison. The scripture said, but prayer was made unto God of the church for the apostle Peter. Peter's resting. Peter's catching some good rest in the middle of the prison. All of a sudden the angel of the Lord comes in and he says, put on your shoes. Peter's thinking he's having a vision or having a dream and he puts on his shoes. The chains fall off and the angel of the Lord says, come on and follow me. Amen. The first automatic doors begin to open and they begin to walk through. Amen. The guards standing there, I don't think they were asleep. I think they were blinded to the fact of what faith can do. Amen. It amazed the church so much that when the apostle Peter got to the church, the young lady Rhoda come out and opened the door and slammed the door in his face and said, there's a ghost or something out there. Amen. The miracle working power of God has never ceased to amaze people. I want to tell you today, if you will throw your hands up in the air and your faith out to God, that God would amaze you the victory that He would give you in your life. Amen. God would amaze you the authority that you would feel under the anointing of the Holy Ghost in your life. God is in the business to amaze people. Amen. God is in the business to do the unexpected. God is in the business to perform the miracles that you need in your life. Somebody praise Him right now. Somebody that's struggling, why don't you praise Him right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know what faith can do. I know what faith can do. You say, oh, the doctor says it can't be done. I know what faith can do. Amen. The banker says it can't happen. I come to tell somebody, I know what faith can do. Your husband says he's never going to live for God. You come too late to tell me. I know what faith can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith, faith, the substance of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. To every man is given the measure of faith. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Keep the faith. I don't think I'm going to make it. Keep the faith. God didn't bring you this far to leave you. God didn't allow you to be in this service today to say, I don't love you. 
God allowed you to be here today to let you know that God is crazy about you. That God is madly in love with you. That God, He just wants you to lift your hands and surrender and put your faith. Amen. Somebody needs to take a leap of faith this morning and say, I'm jumping out in the unknown into the arms of something I know that is real. Hallelujah. 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 The world and world philosophy in this generation says, show me God and I will believe. I can see the evidence of God everywhere I look. Amen. But you can't take away what I know. You can't take away what I've seen. Amen. I'll tell you what happened to me one time. I was a young boy. I think I was 10 years old. And I broke my arm while actually not riding a horse, but when I came off of the horse. I hit my elbow on the ground and my arm broke clean in two right here. My arm was dangling down. My daddy and them was at a camp meeting in Mississippi. My brother called him and said, you got to come home. Homer broke his arm, so he come home. When they got there that night, I was laying in the bed. I, in my place, it wasn't, you, you just trusted God. You just believed God would do anything. I know this sounds freaky and way out there to some. But, but they began to pray. My daddy, he got something, he made a little deal, and he wrapped it up. Two days later, that broke. And I said, you want to fix that? He said, no. He said, God just fixed it. I said, well, it's 10 years old. I didn't know any otherwise. I didn't know it sounded kind of crazy. But then, a few years later, I broke both of my arms. Again, coming off of a horse when I met the ground. I broke both wrists. And uh, I was, I think I was 13 or 14 years old. I went to the doctor. They'd done x-rays. The doctor come in there. He said, you had a break in your arm before up above your elbow. And he showed me the x-ray. And he said, right there. I said, yes, sir. He said, who was your doctor? I said, uh. I was a little bit embarrassed. I said, I didn't have one. He said, right. I said, he said, well, who said it? I said, I didn't want to tell him God. I said, uh, nobody. <laughs> he said, well, I, I think that's, I think you just forgot or something. He said, but whoever did, done an unbelievable job. <laughs> I nobody pulled on it. Nobody my daddy wrapped it up and when that the thing broke loose, he said that just leave God alone. God's doing it. It healed back today. It's just as straight as can be. You can feel just a little bump right there and that's it. You can tell where it was broke, but just put together perfectly by the hand of God. You've come too late to tell me 
that God can heal cancer. We got witnesses in this place. The doctors don't just get rid of cancer, brother. We've got witnesses in this place this morning that God is victorious over cancer. Brother Buck was telling me just last night, said his doctor told him the other day, said don't even worry about it. It's gone. It's history. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it no more. Just go on with life. <clears throat> doctor done a good job. I'll tell you who did a good job. God did a good job. You come too late to tell me. You come too late to tell me that God won't walk through the shadow of death with you. Amen. You say, oh, I've got a problem and I can't get over. Amen. I've been there and held my mother's hand. I've lost my daddy. I've lost a brother. And holding their hand as they pass into another world. Amen. And grief strikes your body. And you don't know where to turn. You feel like you're forsaken. Amen. But I know a God that comes in the middle of the midnight hour. Some of you have lost children to death. You know a God that has come in the midnight hour and said, Hey, let me comfort you. Let me strengthen you. I know what faith can do. And you've come too late to tell me today that God does not care. That God does not know. That God is not concerned. I put my faith, my trust, and my confidence in God. I don't know what people do without God. And I don't ever want to have to try to find out. But I know what people do with God. When it gets tough, you just build up your most holy faith. And I walk by what I know is right. And I walk with what I know God is able to do. And I walk in what I know God has promised. And God is coming to tell somebody this morning, I promised you that I would never leave you and I would never forsake you, but I'd go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. It may be getting close to the end of the world, but it's not over yet. It's time for somebody to find your faith. It's time for somebody to wake up and stir up that gift of God that's on the inside of you and build up your most holy faith. It's there. You say, oh, it's gone. No, it's not gone. It's not history. It's not out of your life. God is still there and God's still concerned. As they come to the music this morning, I'm closing Saints of God all over this building this morning can testify to the fact that they put their faith in God. And God has been faithful. I wonder this morning, 
if there's some elderly saints that could stand to your feet right now and say, I put my faith in God and God has been faithful. I want the rest, the younger generation. I like to classify myself and be in the younger generation. I want you to look at this great cloud of witnesses. It ain't always been easy. It ain't always been just like they wanted. There's been time with no money. They tell me that absolutely the worst thing that could happen to you in this life is to lose a child. You're looking at some saints of God that's been down that road too. But still they lift their hands to God that says, God's still been faithful. What kept you going is I kept my faith in God. I kept my faith in God. And you think your problem's too bad to overcome? You think your, your problem is too heavy, your burden you cannot carry. Look at this cloud of witnesses this morning. Look at this cloud of witnesses today. I come to try to encourage somebody that's losing your faith. Would you... Step out from where you're sitting right now and make your way to this front and say, God, would you strengthen my faith? There's witnesses here all over this building. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, if the ones could, if you could just remain standing just a few more moments. Church, pray with me right now. I'm going to carry just a few moments right now because I believe that God is trying to talk to somebody in this place today. Would you step out? Find the faith. Find the faith to step out. And make your way to this front. And say, here I am, God. I come to tell you, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Come on, somebody. Come on, church. Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. 
God is working in this house right now. Sure, you've had disappointments. Sure, life hasn't worked like you wanted it to work. But I come to tell you, there's a merciful God in this place today. Get your faith back. Get your faith back. Get your faith back. Get your faith back. Get your faith back back today. lift our hands and praise him right now would you come today as the church gathers around would you come up to this front right now holy ghost i need you god i need you god i need you god i need your help today hallelujah hallelujah somebody reach out to the lord right now Reach out to the Lord right now. Come on, let there be a cry that goes forth from this house today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.